From my dining table or my living room couch, and sometimes even my bedroom, this is Soon to Be Esquire, the podcast. I'm your host, Madison Tory. Hello, everyone. Thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Soon to Be Esquire. I am your host, Madison Tory, and I'm very excited for you all to be joining us on this new season. And I cannot wait to go ahead and jump right into this episode. Um, The first things I want to talk about before we really get into the episode is a couple of changes going into this season. I'll be introducing some new segments and I just kind of want to explain how that is going to go. So first I will go ahead and explain to you guys what this episode is going to be about mainly. So for this episode, I'm really just going to focus on basically the entirety of last semester, my first semester of 2L year, and kind of just recap it, reflect back on it, look at some things that I could have done better, that could have been improved, and talk about how I'm trying to find my motivation and my determination again, that I had 1L year, and with all the distractions that were going on, and the pandemic, and everything that kind of stems from that, I really want to dive deep into those discussions and talk about everything that was going on in my life and how that affected my law school experience. And that's really what this episode is going to be about. But I want to talk about the new segments that I will be introducing on this upcoming season. So first, um, on these episodes, I'll just be giving you guys an update basically what's been going on in my life lately, um, when it comes to more personal things, emotional things, kind of where my headspace is at, at the moment. And then I will talk about school, so basically classes, organizations, um, journal, competitions, things of that nature. And that's probably going to be tailored and a bit more specific to each episode. So, you know, for this one, I'm going to be reflecting a bit more. So, with that part of the of the podcast, it will be kind of geared towards that. If I'm going to be talking about physical health, emotional health, or relationships, um, that's how I will kind of approach that segment of the podcast. And then the next topic that I'll be discussing is something I want to introduce called Esquire. And that is just going to be where I'm highlighting a woman in the legal field who's basically killing it or who has killed it in the past, um, who has inspired me, so on and so forth, who maybe you all have heard about in the news, maybe you haven't heard about that needs a bit more recognition. And so that's just kind of a way that I want to just have y'all, you know, kind of get into who inspires me. And then lastly, I want to talk about what I would do differently within the past two weeks, how maybe if I would change something or if maybe I would keep something the same, Uh, even if it's just a small act, I kind of want to take that time to reflect on, okay, how could I have made these two weeks different? So it's a bit of advice for some of you all looking to get into the legal field. So you can kind of, you know, learn from my experiences, maybe some of the mistakes I've made. And that will be 
a complete episode of a podcast. I mean, a complete (laughs) podcast episode. And that's how I'm going to have things this season. That will at least be for the solo episodes, for the interview episodes. It's basically going to be the same, like, and pretty similar to the first season where I'm just asking the person a question and they answer and you know we just have a conversation and then I typically ask them those last two questions about what advice would they give who has inspired them so on and so forth and I cannot wait to really get into this podcast episode with you all so first things first an update well you all I am back home in Florida. This is the third week that I have been home. It just I just have concluded the third week. Going into the fourth week of law school and the fourth week of being here. And I am so excited to finally get back to New Orleans. I definitely need to get back in that environment and focus and just know that, okay, school is the priority. It's the only thing going on in my life right now. But right now I'm just trying to kind of find my motivation again. And I will say my friends have been a great help. I want to say shout out to Haley because she's been going through some things and she kind of understands where I'm at right now. And we know that We can do better and we want to do better. So she's basically like my accountability partner. Right now, um, going through this next semester because I really want to kick butt and I know I can do it. And it's really just about buckling down and, you know, getting to work and not having these other distractions interfere. So that's kind of where I'm at right now with my focus and kind of where my headspace is. And when it comes to school, so I was really hoping y'all to be taking some classes that I was put on the wait list for and I didn't get it. And I'm so sad because I really wanted to take this technology um, seminar class that I was really looking forward to. And I was looking forward to taking mediation and arbitration, that class. But unfortunately, those things fill up quick. But I know I am looking forward to taking them next semester. But yeah, I guess just a run through of the classes I'm taking this semester. I am taking business organizations. I am taking family law. I am also taking constitutional criminal procedure as well as employment discrimination. Oh my gosh, that's a class I'm so excited about. The material is great. I have an amazing professor again who I had the first year Love him. He's amazing. So I'm really excited about his class. And I am definitely looking forward to that. And then I'm also taking scholarly writing for the journal that I am on. And oh my gosh, I have to tell y'all about about this. So but first so far, classes are going great. Um, They're going really good. You know, I'm still, you know, I'm staying on top of things. So that's great. I know once February comes, which is literally um, in two days, (laughs) um, once that comes, I am going to start kind of organizing some things, trying to determine, okay, this is what I'm going to outline for this class. This is what I'm going to start outlining for this class. Um, Kind of just making a plan so I'm not behind, so I can just stay on track and stay a lot more organized as well. So 
when April, May comes around, I am not feeling stressed or crazy. (laughs) I will have a plan. So basically just preparing for the preparation of finals, if that makes sense. Um, When it comes to classes, I'm like in the strategy mode for those. But y'all, I'm really excited about my employment discrimination class because like I said, the material is great there. And I'm also excited about my scholarly writing class. I was so nervous about it last semester, y'all, because if you write your comment and your article's good enough, you know, you can be published. You have that chance and opportunity for it to happen. And so I was putting this crazy amount of stress onto myself of like, okay, Madison, all right, you need to pick the best possible topic. You can't have any mess ups yada, yada, yada. And over the Christmas break, I kept thinking, okay, what is it going to be about? What is it going to be about? And I was kind of stressing myself out because I really wanted it to be about intellectual property law, which is an area I have great interest in and I love reading about it. And I particularly wanted it to be within that field of law because I felt, okay, I don't have a science background my bachelor degree is not in any type of STEM at all. I'm, I was a political science major. And most intellectual property lawyers have that science background because they're practicing patent law. Um, but that's not a field that I'm interested in, at least that particular area of law. That's not something I'm interested in. I'm more so interested in the trademark and copyright, um, that kind of field. And so I just wanted to make sure that if I had an opportunity to be published, I would be able to show employers like, hey, I have an interest in intellectual property law. This is the way that um, y'all can use me in y'all's department, in your practice group. Don't overlook this just because I don't have this background, yada, 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 so on and so forth. And so... Um, that's, I was putting all this stress onto myself because I was thinking literally semesters in advance. Like I was basically thinking as a 3L, like, okay, I need to do this in order for employers to look at me rather than thinking about, okay, Madison, what do you actually want to write about? What interests you? What is maybe a hole that you see that you think you could actually have a theory to develop or something to fix? Something along those lines. And this semester, I had an idea, and it was in the intellectual property area, but it was so hard for me to actually put kind of a topic together and link it together with kind of public interest. I was having such a hard time of doing that. And rather than just, okay, women and people of color have a difficult time of getting patents, trademarks, copyright. And I didn't, I was like, okay, yeah, that's true. If you look at the numbers, if you look at the demographics of how many people have successfully filed their patent, patent, um, you can clearly see that for yourself. You, I could write a comment as to why that is. And then I would basically end up with the answer of like, you know, limited resources. Um, There needs to be more information out there. But I didn't want my comment to be like that. And I just thought it was a bit too generic and standard, to be honest. And so 
I decided to come up with something different. And I would say the TA in my scholarly writing class helped me with that. And she sent out some information on our Canvas site about other articles people have written. And I particularly looked at this intellectual property writing competition. And I looked at previous years. I'm like, okay, you know what? They're writing about things that are completely interesting and it still relates to intellectual property. So I just have to find something that I'm able to relate to that other people can read and it won't bore them to death that I can write about. And when I finally saw examples of some people writing about stand-up comedians, some people writing about how social media and and the intersection of intellectual property law relates, I was just like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I could write about this. I just thought I had to write about X, Y, and Z. And so I kind of now have settled on the idea of TikTok and Instagram content creators protecting their copyright, um, their copyright rights <laughs> and um, how that kind of relates to some minorities in, as content creators. And so typically, I don't know if you all heard about this over the summer and in the fall, but um, there were, whenever the Megan Thee Stallion, those dance challenges came out, um, or they originally originated by a black young lady and she started that first dance and there was another black woman who started this this second challenge and they didn't get the credit for it however there were other influencers on the same platform that decided to take those dances and they were just doing the challenge however they just didn't get give credit to the original source um it wasn't until I think it, it was maybe a month after the challenge was about was out that they finally gave credit to the original source. But um, while these other influencers were basically getting the credit for it rather than the original influencer, um, they were being invited on shows like Ellen and all the and had these other opportunities going for themselves. And I think that would be a great area to basically investigate and open those doors to see how maybe rights of these original content creators who are being overlooked, particularly black women, black and brown people, um, and basically see what their rights are to see if this is a possible solution to see if intellectual property at all should consider giving any copyright protections to these content creators. And so that's something that I'm considering right now because I think, it number one, it's interesting to me. Um, and number two, I think it would be interesting for other people to read as well. Although, y'all, I have not fallen into the hole of TikTok. I have not downloaded the app. And I know you're like, okay, you're probably thinking, Madison, why have you not downloaded the app that you're going to be writing about? I am. I am going to download it. But I was very against downloading it, y'all. Because everyone in the pandemic, when they were quarantining at home, they're like, okay, downloaded it. And all these challenges came out. And my sister had it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why is everyone dancing so aggressively? Um <laughs> So I just I just didn't want to do it. I didn't want to fall on the bandwagon, but I'm going to have to admit defeat and do it for this article. Um, so 
No, I have not downloaded it. But also, y'all, I'm not tech savvy. I'm really not. I just basically started to learn how to use my iPhone, like all of the things you can do with it. I didn't know with the new update that came out with the iPhone when you're on FaceTime and you finally can, you know, open other apps while you're on FaceTime. I didn't know that if you pinch it, you could make it bigger or smaller. That's something I just found out. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, y'all, if I don't have an app or if I don't know how to do something, don't be surprised because I'm just not that tech savvy, even though I'm interested in intellectual property law. I know, makes no sense, but what works for me works for me. So that is basically how things are going with my classes in journal. And I guess how I stressed myself out from last semester going into this semester trying to think in advance with these employers and trying to do everything. And I'm just, I really have to remind myself to live in the moment. And ooh, I think something sometimes that's what we all can take for granted. But now I want to talk a bit more about last semester in particular. And so basically how I started off that semester was I, well, I guess I have to talk about the summer a bit. Okay, so I was home for the summer because I had a clerkship out here in Florida. And so I I knew I was already coming home, but I didn't know um, kind of what my responsibilities were was going to be. And so my mom, she suffers from severe depression. And so um, once the pandemic started, it kind of hit her um, a lot more severely than it did some other people. And I think that's what this world is starting to see is that there's a mental health crisis going on. And there's a lot more resources that communities in need definitely need to start having on hand and start passing that information out. But yes, my mom, she suffers from severe depression. And so I think it was just God's timing that I was already here for the summer and that I was able to basically care after her. And so she ended up in the hospital and because she wasn't like eating and drinking for, for a while. And so when I finally came home, We had to basically rush to the ER because uh, at this point she basically couldn't even um, like stand on her own. And so we finally got to the hospital. We were in the hospital for weeks. And then over the summer, we were doing physical therapy and speech therapy. And I was basically doing that while working and helping out at home, trying to have my little sister live her best life with her friends and stuff and, uh, you know, let her be a normal teenager in this situation with also quarantine going on. Um, so that was, I was juggling that made it through somehow with Jesus. Amen. And then, uh, we started the semester where I actually, I actually left and I felt, y'all, I felt so guilty about leaving, but, I had I had to go back to school and I was just like, oh, I know the best thing for me is to be in New Orleans where school is because I've told y'all multiple times last season, I need to be in, a, in the library. I need to be with other law students. For me, structure and accountability, that is how I really 
get through things and because it helps me stay on top of things and it helps me be organized as well. And I just need that. I mean, I like a good stru- I like a good schedule. And um, for me, I just feel at ease when I'm pushed and I'm kind of forced to be organized. And I was only, I think, in New Orleans for about two and a half weeks, three weeks max before I came home. And I was just like, okay, I, I can't not be home. So I came back home, still um, doing classes online and stuff and taking, taking care of my mom. And then I was also, you know, as y'all know, I was a TA as well. And so I was doing all of these things and having my sister in school. And I was just like, okay, I am going to go crazy. <laughs> I'm going to go crazy. And I know I can't do this on my own. As y'all know, I talked about. So when I was doing that for about, what, two months, I think. And then it wasn't until... November, mid-November, when we finally went up to Illinois with my mom's side of the family, and they basically rescued me because it stuff was just crazy. And so now my mom, she is up there permanently, and we kind of helped her move there. And um, then my sister and I, we came back the week that I started school. But as soon as she got up there, y'all, my mom, her personality and attitude completely changed. So incredibly receptive to not only the help that she was getting from the family, but from the medical team as well. And I think my mom really needed to be up there with her family um, to have her spirit be lifted as well. Because, you know, there's only... The doctors, you can do so much, but it's about the environment that the patient's in, you know. Does the patient want to see things change? Is the patient's home environment, are they encouraging and supporting her? Um, and there was only so much that I, I could do all by myself. And so having her having her be there with her sisters and her brother and her mom and um, everyone, everyone um I know really changed things for her and so I'm incredibly blessed that that was even an option for um us to do that for her it's so blessed and incredibly happy that she is going to be so incredibly much better in the long run and in her recovery process and I'm so so incredibly thankful for that But doing all of those things, it definitely was, I'm going to be honest, it was a distraction um, to be in school at the same time. I I think what I honestly should have done was take take that one semester off to just focus on things at home rather than um, try to juggle everything and try to be superwoman because um, (laughs) it just... You know, you can do as as many things as you want to do, but it's about how well you do it. And for me, uh, I'm all about work product and putting 110, 150% into what I'm doing. And if I can't do that, then I automatically know it's not going to be as successful as I know it could have been. And so now, um, I think the reason though I didn't, the reason I didn't take that semester off is because, as y'all know, I'm 
I am going to law school on scholarship and I was just so worried like okay if I take this semester off I I don't want to lose the scholarship and when I actually was able to speak to someone they were like no you should have blah 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 x y and z we have all of these resources and all of this support and really I talked about it last last season as well but it's really about reaching out to people and letting them know that you know you do need help and it's fine to ask for help um because yeah just because you're put in a situation it is it can be too much for you alone but you have all of these things around you and the support system so you don't have to do it alone and that's something that I learned um last semester and I'm just thankful to be honest that it's over (laughs) I'm glad it's over and I am honestly looking forward to getting back to law school which is something I don't think I would ever I (laughs) never would have imagined myself saying because one L year I could not wait to get up get out of that library and now those are like the (laughs) that's the building I want to see whenever I get back in town because I know what that's that's what I need so um that was last semester y'all and like I said I'm really in the process of getting my motivation back to where it needs to be just because of the things that you know happened with family and then stressing out doing x y and z and trying to like let go like hey you know what family can take care of that dad can do this older sister can do that granny got this (laughs) Madison do school and I was talking to my aunt the other day and she was like okay I'm just giving you an update on how mom is how her appointments went you know she's killing it um nothing to be surprised by (laughs) and she was just like okay yeah I'm gonna give you these weekly reports but like look your priority is just school that's it Like, dad's coming into town. He's going to take Marcella, who's my younger sister. He's going to take her. She'll finish out the rest of the semester with him. And you you have to do school. And so um, knowing that just basically my mom's going to be okay, she's taken care of, and knowing that my little sister's going to be okay was just the two things that constantly were, like, going through my head until... My aunt was like, okay, hey, look, this is school. Like, this is your chance to kick butt, and you can do it. And so I really, um, really needed that from her and appreciate her so much. But, y'all, I am looking forward basically just to the change of this semester, knowing that, okay, I'm going to have a breath <laughs> that I can take up time to myself um as well I can actually sit in the library from this time to that time and get work done go home and not have to think about anything else and that may sound simple to some of y'all but I am so incredibly excited about it so I can't wait like I said to get back to New Orleans and just really focus and have some time for me Um, because I need it everyone everyone needs it and so really that's that's where things are right now y'all with the school that's really what I wanted to come on here talk to y'all about 
And, um, yeah, y'all, that's, that's really what I, I wanted to be honest about when I say, let's get real. I needed to be, uh, real about that and come from a genuine place. So I appreciate y'all for letting me just speak to you all and have this platform to tell you all what's going on. But now I want to talk about Esquire. And once again, this is the part of the podcast episode where I talk about a woman in the legal field who is really just on her game. And y'all may, may not know about this particular woman, but guess what? She is doing it no matter what. And I really, truly find that so inspiring. But once President Biden um, became, (laughs) wow, I can, I cannot speak. After President Biden's inauguration, um, that same day and the day after there was an article that went out about Ashley Williams. And she is an amazing young woman who recently graduated law school in 2019 from Penn Law School. And she was named deputy director of Oval Office Operations back in December, towards the end of December, actually. And um, Ashley Williams, she was originally working with Dr. Jill Biden during the Obama administration. And previously, she was a special advisor and director of special projects at the Department of State for the Ambassador at Large for Global Women's Issues. Now, she is really, y'all, she's an incredible person. Her resume could be 50 pages long if it wanted to be. She is just incredible, truly incredible. Um, But she is an amazing young woman who is going to do just great things. And she's, she just graduated law school, y'all. She just graduated, um, not that, not too long ago. I mean, like I said, back in 2019 and she's already in the white house as a staff member, um, working and really just doing amazing things. And so y'all might have heard about her, um, briefly when the Oval Office was being redecorated for President Biden. And she came out with a few quotes just about basically she said that this oval is an oval for day one. And she also stated that it was important for President Biden to walk into an oval that looked like America and started to show the landscape of who he is going to be president. And I think that was important for a lot of people to hear from the Biden administration, just because there were a lot of people such as myself that did not feel included in the previous administration um, prior to January 20th. And um, it's just important that at least several, so many people feel included and the way that Ashley Williams, along with President Biden, did this. They included so many different pieces of artwork into this Oval Office uh, with different ethnic backgrounds and amazing historians to be included in this Oval Office to be a representation of truly what um, America is and what America should be, what it stands for. And so there's a bust of 
Martin Luther King in there, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. in there. There's a massive portrait of Franklin D. Roosevelt um, hanging across the desk. And it's just just amazing that she was able to have input on on that. And um, she actually is the first black woman to feel to fill her upcoming role or her current role, um, I should say. So that's also exciting as well. So some of her responsibilities will like include managing the president's personal schedule, private engagements, and several day-to-day affairs, different events, things along those lines. So props to Ashley Williams for being the first black woman in that position and um, communicating basically with America what the administration's intent and where their perspective is coming from. Love that. Love her. Like I said, her resume is impeccable. And I am excited to see what the future has for her. Now, lastly, what I want to talk about with y'all is about kind of what I would do differently. Um, Just what's the overall takeaway from this podcast episode? What do I want y'all to leave with? And if this is any advice for any incoming law students, pre-law students, anyone who maybe is just thinking about or has an interest in the legal field at all, um, I would say number one, hands down, is to live in the moment because I think so many of us, we can get caught up in what's next. And I was having, I've been having a really hard time with that when it came to my family of, okay, what do I need to do? What's next? Because I felt like something always came up after I got a task done. There was always something right after I got something done. There was some letter in the mail saying they need something needed to be done. Or I got an email saying you need to do this next. Um, or even getting frustrated over some, some over um, summer opportunities, knowing that, okay, this summer I have to be in Dallas, hands down. I know I'm going to get a lot of rejection letters because I'm not in Dallas and obsessing over, over that and just thinking about, okay, this is what I'm going to have to do next rather than just sitting back like, okay, you know what? My goal literally two years ago, two and a half years ago, I guess, was to get into law school. Not only to get into law school, but to get into law school and have it paid so I don't have to pay anything. That was my goal. I have accomplished that goal. So I need to, first of all, be appreciative of that because not not too many people get this far. That's something I have to take just accountability for and take acknowledgement of because I need to understand that, okay, this is an accomplishment. This is something that I have been wanting. I don't always have to think about what's next. I should celebrate what I have here. And while something comes along, amazing, but I have to live in the moment. I have to live in the present. I can't keep thinking about five years from now, (laughs) 
two years from now, one year from now, three semesters from now. I cannot keep doing that to myself because that's truly what's going to stress me out. And learning that whatever happens, I am going to take and I'm going to roll with it. We adjust, we adapt, and no matter what life throws at us, we are going to eventually get on the other side And we'll be able to tell a story about how we did that eventually. And so really just like I said, y'all, taking everything as a gift, taking life as a gift. So even though I had all this going on last semester, I have never spent so much time with my family. um, Because, you know, we were stuck inside with each other. But spending time with my sisters um, after being gone for so long um, was something that I loved. And oh my gosh, seeing my family in Illinois, amazing. I wasn't there for basically five years. And so um, seeing the good in things, but also being present. So yes, you can be confident. Yeah, you can plan for your future. But don't become obsessed with it. Right after you complete something, don't think about, okay, what's next? Yes, there's something that is going to be next. The world is going to continue to evolve, to revolve. And you just have to know that it's going to be okay. That, you know what, I can actually take a break and enjoy what life has to offer. I can actually take this pandemic and make it into a good thing being around family and friends more, actually appreciating who you have in your life um, and not obsessing, like I said, always about what's next. So that is what, if I could do anything differently, I would say some of the time that um, I was, I've been back home is just to live in the present. And I would recommend that to any and everyone listening. So I hope you all Have an amazing day, whether it be in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening. And tell somebody you love them. (laughs) But anyways, you all, thank you so much for listening in on today's episode of Soon To Be Esquire. I hope you guys come back, not next week, but the week after that for another episode. Thanks for listening, y'all.